With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. Welcome to episode 14 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. I am Tyler Burnett. He is Dylan Welch. What's up, D. Welch? You're live from the Charlotte headquarters, the Welch headquarters there in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I am currently in the frozen tundra of Allegan, Michigan. I was going to ask what city you're actually in. Where Where is Allegan? 20 minutes due east of Lake Michigan um, and right in the snow belt between Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo. Gotcha. So, yeah, don't ask me why we pick, we picked this area, but uh, sounds, it's really just because it's really, because it's really because my wife got a job in this area and I work from home. So um, we moved up here. Uh, we're three three hours away from home now, which is Ohio for me, Lima, Ohio. You know, Lima Land, UNOH. Um, that's about three three hours away now. Uh, I can get to Kokomo yes. in less than three hours, which is contrary nice. to what contrary to what we saw on Twitter this week. You are actually closer to some racing and race tracks that uh, that uh, will be nice for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny because um, we have so I had I had a hater this week. We were. You know, I went to Charlotte and we we packed up um, the U-Haul and we were there for 24 hours or so. But we came to your house and um, had a few adult beverages and had a good time. But scrolling through Twitter and one of the funniest tweets I think I have ever gotten in my entire life, (laughs) just because of the fact. And I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to burst my bubble or anything, but 
I don't get too many haters just because I'm not really all that controversial. Like I don't say anything controversial. I stay, stay away from politics. I stay away from pretty much anything that I think anybody's going to be mad about. Uh, really, I stay away from, but, and I'm trying to find this tweet. So uh, forgive me here, but um, it was funny. Let's just put it that way. I need to find it. Uh, maybe I'll find it throughout the open as we're sitting here talking. But basically, this kid said, I need to move closer to the racing because I don't know very much about racing, even though I've been doing it my entire life. Yeah, he said he said moving to Michigan will not help you learn more about racing, which is something you badly need to do or something like that. <laughs> that's that's the tweet. <laughs> that's exactly the tweet. And it was so funny, and I laughed my ass off. Thank you so much for the person who sent that tweet. Um, I think he has like two to three followers, maybe, if that, and one of me now. So uh, <laughs> congratulations on getting a follow from me because that was hilarious. <laughs> if you become a hater of me, you automatically become my best friend because that's funny. Yep. I know. <laughs> at least, at least always- it was at least it was funny. And we're always here for the funny on this podcast. We already know that. Um, We've been going through the past couple of weeks, um, Chili Bowl news. And we, Haley and I, we talked last week. We went to um, Brady Bacon's shop in, what is it, Union City, Indiana and Ohio. He's on the Ohio side, but they're together. They're right by Winchester. And I'm excited. He's actually going to promote promote the silver crown series race at winchester this year so that's that's cool that he's going to be doing that uh, with he and cciana they they had a successful venture into promotion in oklahoma and we talked about some of that we talked about him racing at the chili bowl and the tulsa shootout this year he's going back to the tulsa shootout to race again he built his own midget uh, with a partnership ownership deal um and he's built it out of a shop it's a really cool car a chrome car so look for some of that content to come out here soon we went to kkkm and their lineup is out already the the one that we were missing was holly holland and i didn't didn't know uh i I mean i didn't know i don't know why we didn't think that she was going to be in that car but she is so kkm's lineup is fully out um so rico abreu buddy kofoid cannon mcintosh dazen persley Kaylee Bryson, Tucker Klossmeyer, Brian Carber, Tanner Carrick, Jesse Love, and Holly Holland. That's the 10 cars that will be vying for a golden driller for Keith Coons Motorsports. Um, We know that Chad Boat is bringing you, Christopher Bell, Gio Selzy, Chris Windham, and Aaron Reitzel. We don't know who the last person is going to be. Um, it has been confirmed, and we were wrong last week, that Aaron, Andrew Laser is likely not coming back with the team uh, to the Chili Bowl. So we do not know who that sixth person is doing. I don't even think you know. No, I don't. Um, last I'd heard, it was it was five of us. So um, I don't know if that's just a, a little teaser, um, you know, on Chad's part or, or something, you know, if he's just kind of playing, playing games or if we actually do have a sixth car. I honestly don't know. So uh, we'll find out. Maybe it's Larson. Maybe Larson thought, hey, we went out west. Our stuff wasn't that great. There's no reason to go into Tulsa and not have a car that we know we can win in. He was won in Chad's car already this year multiple times. Just throw Larson in that car and just go win every night. The 86 is the car he ran, so never know. <laughs> All right, so you're not going to break that news for us. Um Petrie's getting their lineup together. Petrie Motorsports, Emerson Axum is expecting to go over there. And Harley Holland. Wow, it took me a little bit to get that out. 
Harley Holland, who is the father of Holly Holland, is another car that will be running for Petrie Motorsports. And likely they will have a third. We don't know who that's going to be. Dave Mack Motorsports has released their lineup. Michael Facinto, Ace McCarthy, Noah Gass, and Jace McIntosh. Um, Jake Newman has released his lineup. He has Tim McCready and Mike Hess, and Tim McCready can get around the Chili Bowl. Um, so Clawson Marshall Racing is still kind of the only one that we don't know yet uh, going to, you know, Going into the Chili Bowl, Clawson has kind of held his lineup, you know, close to close to his vest. Um, it's likely that we're going to see Tyler Cordy and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Cole Bodine for sure, and potentially even Chance Crum. But there might be a few others added to the Clawson Marshall lineup as well. So, some of the news uh, from the Chili Bowl heading into the Chili Bowl, and we kind of been getting all dialed in. Uh, Walkopedia has been doing a good job covering all that news stories because I have I don't have time to do that. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's on the ball. He's on top of it. So, um, and they, you know, they announced and confirmed that CV and, and Sammy were running the Swindell cars. So, uh, if you want to know who's in what car, you know, before the entry lists come out, he's he's pretty much on top of it. So, go check his stuff out. Yeah, he has a little chili bowl ride landscape. Can you see that? No, you can't see that. No, I can't. Wow, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, that wasn't good, but. There's like a Chili Bowl ride landscape chart that he's been putting together. He released the latest one two days ago. There have been a couple announcements since then. Um, but, yeah, check that out on Walkopedia's Twitter account. Uh, doing a good job promoting both the Tulsa Shootout and the Chili Bowl, which, uh, of course, helps us on Flow Racing because we're covering both of those events. So I wanted I wanted to tell you this story. Uh, we moved here to Michigan. I drove a 26-foot U-Haul 11 and a half hours from Charlotte, North Carolina, to here. We made a stop. We stopped in Ohio, stayed at my parents, then came up here the next day. As I'm pulling in and we're, you know, we got this house, right? Um, I make a right turn because to see, you know, out front where there's like some gravel or stone. And, you know, I, I was like, look, I'm just going to pull into there, back it into the driveway. I hear a crunch. <sighs> I hit the, ma- I hit the mailbox of the neighbor. And here comes the neighbor. Come, come here comes the neighbor coming out. My uncle just fixed that last week. And blah blah blah. I'm like, I promise I will fix it for you. But I made it 11 and a half hours without hitting anything. And the first thing I hit is a mailbox of the neighbor pulling into the house. Welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I was very, very embarrassed about that. And I, you know me, I don't get embarrassed too often. Um but I, I blame my wife because look, she should have helped me back in, yeah. right? Like she didn't, she didn't that, help me back in. Go over? <laughs> it didn't go over very well. <laughs> it didn't go over very well <laughs> at all. Um, but needless to say, the mailbox is up. Um, we are nearing completion of getting everything out of the U-Haul right now. We just have a few boxes left. All the big stuff is out. There are boxes everywhere in this house. I had plenty of time to set up my camera, my computer, my mic stand down here in the basement and uh, had everything ready to rock here for the Loud Pedal Podcast. So today we have Parker Price Miller on the show, the law firm. Do you like that nickname, Dylan? I think it's one of the best. I actually do like that nickname. I think that's a, is that a Blake Anderson special? Uh, I'm not sure on that. I don't remember who gave that to him. It's either Anderson or Gibson. They're probably the best two at the nicknames, but I'm, 
I'm almost positive that is a Blake Anderson nickname uh, for the law firm Parker Price Miller. Uh, he just finished a season of the World of Outlaws. He ran every race with them. He did not get points because uh, he ran a 360 race in, in Texas, so he wasn't able to get points this year. But likely he'll be vying for Rookie of the Year honors next year. Um, a car out of his shop. He was driving for Dietz and for Jason Johnson Racing. That is no longer. So uh, we're going to talk to him about that and also racing the Chili Bowl with Rams racing this year. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, a really good year for him. You know, won an outlaw race. And, um, and yeah, his Chili Bowl ride is, is going to be one of the best in the building. And he always gets around there well, just kind of has had things not go his way, uh, you know, inside that building. So um, hopefully all the stars can align for him this year and, and he can get 2021 started off on the right foot. He will race Wednesday. He will have crew chief Justin Grant. This is the car that Grant actually won a prelim night um, with uh, for what a couple years ago. Actually, he didn't win a prelim. Well, he did he win a prelim night last year in that car? Might have been two years uh, ago. I believe it was nineteen. It was nineteen. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Grant gets around in that car very well, and Parker will have no problem getting into that thing. And uh, with crew chief Justin Grant and, and running for Rick Young and uh, you know Taylor as well. So. We'll talk to Parker Price Miller here in a second, but first, our hat shakes. Do you have a hat shake for this week? We haven't had a ton of racing. Um, put me on the spot. I forgot. I honestly don't. We've done this for 125 <laughs> episodes now. Because, uh, you, you know, think what do we have? 102 uh, Rip the Fart podcasts, and then we're up to 13 now. Yeah, that's good math. 125. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, that's not right, is it? 115. I might have added an extra 10 there. But uh, we've had a hat shake on every single episode for 115 episodes. And for some reason, you just like show up and you never have one. <laughs> Neither do I. Though. Well, I know it's easier. It's easier for me to think of one when there's racing going on, but I don't think there was anything going on. Well, we had some arena cross racing. That was uh, we did. I admittedly didn't time. watch that, though. You didn't watch Arena Cross? No. What the heck? I'll have one for you. I'll have one for you next week because they're running Millbridge this weekend. So I'll be able to give you one next week. That's right. I'll give and, you two um, next week. How's that? <laughs> I guess Roy Cooper, the governor of North Carolina, has shut down media, fans, everything. So um, you're gonna just have to watch that one. Uh, you know, for the Carolina Midget Showdown. I want to see what Chase Elliott can do. So uh, maybe I'll have to watch that. But. Um, all right, I'm just going to have to give a random hat shake. How about let's give it to Flow Racing because they announced that they have acquired the rights to the Kicker Arena Cross Series this week. Can you believe it? Really, you're quite a homer. <laughs> Giving a hat shake to your employer. <laughs> we didn't have any sprint car midget racing or, uh, or anything going on this week. So, um, Yes. The Kicker Arena Cross Series, you can watch it on Flow Racing now. And we are just knocking it out of the park with acquisition rights. Um, of course, the Tulsa Shootout, the Chili Bowl. We added, uh, you know, we have the Wild West Shootout and the Wild Wing Shootout coming up here in January. It's going to be a big time for Flow Racing. So that's my hat shake. Dylan will have a second hat shake next week because he does not have one uh, this week. I thought you were going to, like, say something about, you know, me going hard or something at your house or well, I actually, uh, I actually did think about that. You, uh, 
you were you were quite bold, you know, on the throttle there the other night. So that was uh, you were ripping. I get that every once in a while. Um, you know, it was my last time. It was your last night. It was your last night in Charlotte. We had to do it right. That's right. We had to do it right. Uh, so there's your hat shakes. Dylan gives it to Heavy Lunch. I give mine to the acquisition team here at Flow Racing for getting the Kicker Arena Cross Series which you need to check out supercross racing and, and specifically indoor um, is, is amazing. You know, arena cross racing, uh, I guess the difference between supercross racing and arena cross racing is supercross is in stadiums and arena cross is in arenas. So uh, arena cross is fun to watch and you need to check it out. Two wheel racing on flow racing. All right, let's get to it. Parker price Miller. He is next. This is episode 14 of the loud pedal podcast. You're on flow racing. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast, episode 14. We're now joined by The Law Firm, one of the greatest nicknames in all of sprint car racing, Parker Price Miller. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Not too bad, bud. Um, it was a big year for you. You got some outlaw wins, and uh, it's ironic because this is episode 14. You drove the 14 car this year, but uh, obviously that's probably going to change next year. But um, how would you assess your year and, and how it was uh, in the sprint car and, and running with the outlaws? Uh, it was great. Um, you know, our plan at the beginning of the year before COVID struck, you know, we were going to do 30 to 40, depending on how we were doing um, races with the 14. And then I was going to drive uh, the number 96 car. I don't know if I lost you guys. I just, my computer went to one screen. There we go. Uh but uh, sorry, I thought my computer messed up. But um, no, I'm, it was good. Uh, obviously, after COVID struck, we were, um, you know, we were uh, in a shock of what we we're going to do and didn't know what was going on. So, you know, the Owls released like a, a semi schedule and uh, we were kind of running by week by week and we were running good at the time. So, you know, we decided to go ahead and follow the Owls as long as it made sense. And, you know, we kept running good. So, we stayed with them and we ended up running out of every single race. I don't know how many it was, but ended up finishing ninth in points, I believe. And, uh, you know, probably one of my best, my best years stats wise. So it was all in all a good year. Um, a good learning experience running with those guys every night and, you know, not running anything else, uh, got my ass kicked. Um, but we also did some ass kicking too. So, uh, it was a good year all in all. What's the biggest, challenge or difference i mean you know you obviously have raced against the outlaws uh in the past but like racing full-time with them what kind of challenge does that present night in and night out yeah i uh i, I don't think guys realize how hard it is to do it uh every weekend you know and not get a break from them um you know when guys kind of pick and choose and you know they run different series or run like a, a true outlaw schedule you say you know they go to the outlaw races that tracks comfortable with uh, tracks that they know they're good at um, or where car they're not getting as many cars 
and they run good. Um, where with, you know, when you're on the owls full time, you know, you have to go to tracks that you don't like. You have to go to places where there's going to be a hundred cars. You have to go to every single event and you can't get a break and they're not going to ease up on you. Um, you know, I, we struggled in PA this year. Um, uh, you know, just was a hard time and, you know, you know, Brad Sweet, Donnie Schatz, David Gravel, they, you know, they don't care that you're struggling. You know, they're just going to keep stepping on your throat and, you know, getting their money and not worrying about what you're doing back there, not missing the show. So, you know, it's stuff like that that guys don't realize where when you follow them full time that it just it's repetitive and, you know, you don't get that break of going, hey, we're going to regroup and we're going to go to, you know, we're going to go run this local show and you know, get our confidence back and then go try on Outlaws again, where with Outlaws, your confidence is, you know, slowly dropping every night, every night. And, you know, you may never get that good run until two months from now. And then, you know, then you try and build off that. That's where the, the hard part is. It's got to be draining, uh, especially racing the best sprint car drivers in the entire world, um, which you probably grew up watching Donnie Schatz race and, and even Brad Sweet. I mean, because you're such a young guy. Um, do you get to talk to him at all or what kind of characters are those guys? Yeah. Um, I talked to probably David gravel the most. I mean, I was teammates with him last year and became pretty good buddies with them, but, uh, I talked to Brad every now and then, um, yeah, I know I would say most people can talk to Donnie. Um, I've had a few words with him. Uh, I mean, he's, I, he's nice to me every time I talk to him, but he's just kind of, you know, he's there to do his job just like the rest of us, and he's not worried about what we're doing. So you never really see him talk to anyone, and he's just kind of there doing his own thing. But um, I feel like probably the most mental tough driver out there right now. And, you know, he's you know he's gotten to where he's at because he focuses on himself and not what other, everyone else is doing. So uh, I'd say at the outlaw tracks, you know, or when you're at the outlaw races, you don't really talk to anyone else besides, like, maybe your few close friends just because – they're not really friends there and they don't really, they don't really care what's going on in your life at that point, you know, away from the racetrack. I feel like we talk more, but at the racetrack, you know, it's hardly, hardly a few words between, between drivers, much more between you and your, your team. So with that said, I mean, having somebody like gravel as your teammate, you know, a guy who's been on the outlaw tour for a while and, and kind of understands how difficult it is. Like, I'm sure he helped you at some point kind of understand that, but, what is that balance yeah. like? Because, you know, you guys are teammates, but ultimately you're still, you know, competitors and it's, it's an ultra competitive series. Yeah. You know, um, at the beginning of the year, you know, I, we, you know, we were still buddies, but I think he was still warming up to the idea of, you know, having two cars and having the same crew chief. So, and I understand it because, you know, they had a great year and, you know, you don't want someone coming in and messing that up. And I think we did, well, I think between the three of us, me, Phil and David, we did a pretty good job of, you know, you know, feedback and, you know, keeping 41 and the 14 separate, because I would say 90% of the time we had, you know, different setups in both cars. So we never, we were really never on the same page as far as setup wise, but uh, yeah, I know David would, you know, give me pointers. I feel like our relationship relationship uh, as a teammates got better about halfway through the season where we, you know, we realized that we were both kind of each other and, you know, we weren't, we weren't different teams we're just all one team and uh you know it gave me some good pointers you know you know uh you know i mean i gotta look out for myself and, you know not everyone's your friend out here um uh, so just stuff like that um obviously he would help me 
as much as he could, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he's a, he's a different driver. I'm a different driver and things that he does doesn't work for me. And we realized that on setups too this year. So just uh, as much as he could help me out, I feel like he did that. And, you know, David was really cool to hang out away from the racetrack and made it more enjoyable too. We were talking to Brady Bacon the other day, who uh, obviously is mainly a non-wing driver right now, but, you know, was a wing driver in the 360s, came here and kind of, he said he's, his expectations was to go full-time 410 wing sprint car racing, and it didn't work out because it's so hard. Like, do you feel like it's one of the hardest things to do, race those wing sprint cars? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I came from non-wing and midgets, and I feel like those cars are hard to drive. I think they're all hard to drive in their own unique ways. Um, but I think that the 410 stuff is so hard to be consistent and race because of the aerodynamics and the dirty air. And then, I mean, also you have the best guys doing it possible. Like any best guys out there are doing wing racing. So um, I, just, I think that's what makes it so much harder because these guys, this is what they do. As, and I mean, so are the gnawing guys too, but, you know, we race more of an extent as from February to November. And, you know, we race 90 times a year and, you know, we're all, these guys are making hundred thousand dollars a year. So, you know, that's, you're taking money out of their pockets. So they don't, they don't really care who you are or what you're doing. They're just going to, you know, run right through you. So I think that's what makes it hard because, you know, these guys have been doing it for so long and they know, they know what they want and, you know, they're not going to help you out where, you know, Brady Bacon tried starting his own wing team with, you know, new guys and, I think Brady's a good driver, but, you know, their team just started and they're all trying to figure it out. So it probably was difficult, you know, trying to figure out the big tracks, the small tracks and, you know, going here or going there. So stuff like that, where that stuff makes it really hard to try and start a new team and go full-time wing racing whenever all you've known was non-wing and non-wing setups. How does when you go back to like midget stuff specifically, like we talk, you know, to a lot of wing guys who, jump in the midget and they're like, well, the midget just seems way slower because it is slower, you know, and your reactions, you know, everything is slowed way down compared to running the wing sprint car. But like, how do you, how is racing the midget different or how does, you know, how does racing the 410 car, you know, regularly where everything is happening so fast, how does that change when you get in the midget? Like just your thinking and your mental processes more, more so that as opposed to like, you know, the physical driving part of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I would say that the like, only time I really get around the midget is Chili Bowl, and it just feels feels way slower, but whenever you get around cars, it feels a little bit faster just because it's such a tiny track, and, um, you know, guys are on Bonzi left and right, but um, it's just, um, it's kind of hard to, like, whenever I race wing cars for a while, you know, I get used to it, like, it doesn't seem that fast, but, you know, we're right now, we're off-season, you know, we're going to go to Volusia, which is arguably one of the fastest tracks on the circuit. And it feels super fast. You know, you're like, I cannot believe we're actually doing this right now. But, uh, you know, when you go to Chili Bowl, you know, you're practicing, you feel like you're going slow motion. And then I remember every time, you know, Bernie uses my crew chief at Chili Bowl, I come in like, man, we're super slow. And he's like, oh, no, you're pretty good. Like, you just feel like it's going super slow because, you know, you're used to wing stuff. And, uh, you know, you're not used to being that sideways. And we end up being all right where, you know, wing cars, you feel like you're going a million miles an hour and you're super slow. So it's just uh, just different characteristics and, uh, you know, different driving styles that make it feel slower or faster. 
Well, because of the whole uh, COVID-19 pandemic, you're not going to be able to go overseas this year and race uh, the sprint car. But you, it is announced that you are going to race the Chili Bowl this year. Not for your dad, though. Um, you're going to be racing for Rams Racing. And um, the cool thing about that is you're going to be in a car that won a prelim night uh, with, you know, with the four. Uh, Justin Grant used to drive it. And Grant's going to be wrenching on your stuff. And he knows how to get around that place really well. So what's it going to be like going into that building working with those guys? Yeah, I'm really excited. I think it, it's probably my best uh, opportunity I've had for Chili Bowl. Um, you know, my dad has always brought great cars. I drove for Johnny Herrera last year, who had a super nice car that Joey built that was super lightweight. And uh, just, uh, I've always had great cars that make me. It just, I feel like this is a, a great opportunity for me where, you know, I'm having a, a crew chief that's been focused on midgets all year long, where, you know, I always have a crew chief that's, you know, ran wing cars and we're always spending the first few days trying to figure the midget stuff out and I'm trying to figure out the midget too. So, you know, by the time Saturday comes, we're good, but at that point it's too late. So this year I'm going to do my best and practice night to get warmed up to it. And uh, we're going to go Wednesday night and I hopefully Justin gets a good car for me. I know I do my job and uh, maybe get another premium one for him. Is going back there. I mean, is it, I mean, you know, we obviously were teammates and I know you had some years there where you just had bad luck and you had stuff happen to you that, you know, just took you out of contention. Is, mm -hmm. is that a race that you look forward to? Or is, I mean, obviously I think you do cause it's the chili bowl, but I mean, what is your mindset going into chili bowl as, as far as just, you know, you haven't had the luck there in years past. Yeah. Um, it's definitely frustrating. I feel like every year I leave chili bowl saying I'm never coming back and I go back every year. <laughs> Uh, so does but, uh, uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, between going on Shirley and Shovel, it's like two different things. You know, I love both of them. Uh, if I had my way, I'd go to both, but, um, yeah, Shirley was just a different experience. You know, I love running the midgets. I hate working on them. They're a pain to work on, but, uh, yeah, they're probably the most fun car to drive besides a, like a, a 410 wing sprint car, you know, set up perfectly is probably the most fun thing to drive, but, you know, Sliding guys, you know, at Chili Bowl and, you know, just pound the fence at Chili Bowl is probably one of the most fun things you can do in a race car. Uh, so I look forward to that. And uh, and it's one of the times where, you know, you get to see some of the guys that I don't really get to see throughout the year. Um, and then, you know, this year with uh, being partners with Jeff Taylor and Rick Young with Rams Racing, uh, providing that awesome opportunity I have uh, makes me even more excited knowing that, you know, we have a pretty good shot at you know, winning a, winning a pre night and, uh, you know, having a good run on Saturday. And hopefully we, you know, we feel confident enough going into Saturday that we might have a shot at a golden driller. Do the teams, so like, for instance, like for Rams or, or for Boat, do the teams choose the prelim nights depending on, uh, like, how many cars you have per night or whatever? Do you guys try to spread it out or do you get a say in your prelim night? Yeah, I don't, uh, might vary from team to team, but obviously when I drove my dad's stuff, I, I guess I would get first pick and I've always went Wednesday. I never really went any other night. Um, Dylan usually got the pick. I know he got stuck with Friday night that one year and he hated us for it. So he got to go Tuesday, I think. And I mean, if anyone knows like, you know, the, how tough guys are, you know, Friday night's usually the toughest night. And, uh, and Dylan still ran good that Friday night. I think I can't remember. He's been good there so many years, but uh, yeah, I've always went Wednesday, but 
with it. Um, you know, get a watch a night or two. I used to only get a watch Tuesday night, but now you get a watch Monday and Tuesday. So you get to hang out for a little bit, watch, you know, maybe calm down. Some guys like to go first, you know, get it over with. Some guys like to go last. So I guess it's just been my, my preference. But, uh, yeah, I asked Jeff Taylor if anyone has taken Wednesday, and he said, nope, it's yours. So that's how we figured that out. And I think Clinton's going Monday, I believe. And uh, I don't know when Nick Hoffman's going, if they they even announced that Nick is driving in. But, yeah, that's who's driving. Breaking news. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, uh, they, well, they tweeted it last night. They, I, let me go check oh, my Twitter, he? I guess. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> we might have to delete that. <laughs> yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to do the little men in black thing where you really erase your mind. Uh, let me go check Rams Racing. Just to make... <laughs> oh, well, it'll be out eventually. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it'll, it'll come out. It'll be out before too long. Dylan, that's kind of like uh, yeah. um, not not announced yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be eventually. Maybe we'll just wait till it's announced so we don't have to cut this out. Yeah, uh, it's, it's actually not Nick Hoffman. It's Scott Rongstrading it. There you go, <laughs> Scott. Yeah, who's <laughs> Parker's dad? Uh, is Ronk bringing cars? Is are you, is he going to bring any cars? Um, no. So we actually sold a car last year after Shadwell. We sold it to Mark Birch and. Uh, uh, Don Drought Jr. Um, they're going to bring that car back, but uh, and we actually just sold a car to another guy in Texas. I forget the guy's name, but we just sold that to uh, to him. So we only have one left now, and uh, we just doesn't really make sense to go this year with. You know, we're not we're prepared, but you know, we just haven't really we didn't think it was going to happen, so we weren't even really asking guys. You know, hey, you want to rent this out, or hey, do you want to drive this thing? So. Um, yeah, I just didn't really think about it, and we're just not going to participate this year. But I'm sure we'll be back uh, in 2022. I wanted to go back to the prelim night thing because I think it's one of the it's one of the like weird parts of Chili Bowl about how dedicated certain guys are to running certain nights, and it's like it's almost like a mental thing, right? It's like you just every year, it's like okay, I'm for you. It's like I'm running Wednesday. I know I'm running Wednesday, and it just like kind of helps you like get in the routine and get in the mindset, doesn't it, of just everything that goes into preparing yourself for the chili bowl. Yeah, you know, it's just like I just I just what I'm used to, you know, I'm you know, I'm used to waking up every morning brushing my teeth. I'm used to going to chili bowl racing Wednesday. So just uh, something set in stone. So uh yeah, just uh I've always been happy with win- with Wednesday, even though I've had probably some of the worst luck out of anyone there. But yeah, I, I don't just keep it the same, and that way um, I know what I'm doing. I know what day I'm going. So, yeah, you know, it seems like you know Monday night is always. I guess I don't know who goes Monday anymore, but Tuesday night's always Kyle Larson's night. Wednesdays, Sammy and Rico. Uh, Thursday, you're gonna see Chris Rebell and one of the whoever's driving the other Swindell car. And then Friday was always BC's night, and obviously BC's not with us anymore, but. Uh, seems like, you know, it's kind of turned into still a heavyweight match between, you know, some of the top guys of Thorson, Wyndham, uh, Pittman's always Wednesday night or Friday night. Um, yeah, you just always have a tough group of guys every night, but it seems that Friday is always that uh, heavyweight. I feel like, I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to race Friday because that's obvious. There's a lot of big guys there, but I wouldn't want to race like how Dylan does it on Tuesday because then – if you have a terrible night, then you have to think about it until yeah, you got to do you know, Saturday. 
yeah, but see, but yeah, but see, I would rather I would rather do that than wait around all week and just not know. Like I'd rather mm-hmm. just get it over with, and then you can just make your peace with it by Saturday. And you know, if you're going to be buried in the G main on Saturday, you can go out Friday night, and it doesn't even matter. You know, you can show up Saturday hungover and do whatever. You know, it's like it doesn't at that point it doesn't matter. So it's like I'd rather just get it done early in the week, get it over with good or bad. And then, you know, you can at least try to enjoy the rest of the week as opposed to like psyching yourself out, just waiting for Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like Wednesday is kind of like it meets in the middle. Like, you know, you're, you get to watch a few nights, but you also get a, you know, you get enough time to get over it or, you know, you know, go hang out at, at the bars, at the races and, you know, do that things, do the things that Chile will provide. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of whatever fits you really, but, uh, you know, Wednesday's always fit. We'll see how it goes. How weird do you guys think it's going to be with the whole 25% capacity and, and you, you mentioned the bars and stuff. I mean, that's probably not going to be like a, a big deal this year just because of the whole COVID-19 pandemic. Do you think it's just going to be like one of those weird years? Cause you've Parker dealt with it all year. I mean, you guys have had races where you didn't race with fans. Um, just how strange do you think it will be? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, I'm anxious to see like what 25% looks like in there. I'm anxious to see if, you know, we actually hold up to 25%, you know, I mean, hopefully they, you know, they hold up to their word, but, you know, some places say like we've been to this year where they, you know, we're only only allowing, you know, 50% or 25% and the place is packed. Can't even, you know, only standing room only. So um, yeah, it's just, um, it definitely is going to affect us no matter what. Um, I don't know how the pits are going to be. You know, I think we're going to lose some cars. So um, I think it's still going to have that chillable feeling where it's going to be, you know, one of the biggest races of the year where this year at Knoxville Nationals, or well, I don't know what it was called, uh, the one and the but I think it was called. It, it just didn't really feel like the Knoxville Nationals just because there wasn't that many people there, like as usual. Um, you know, you didn't have your pre-low night stuff. Uh, everyone raced the same night, and it just didn't have that electric feeling of, you know, you know, we're about to race for $150,000 and it's the Knoxville nationals. So hopefully Chili Bowl still provides that feeling of, you know, we're racing for the golden driller. Um, you know, we're having all the prelim nights. So that's, there's still going to be some, um, familiar stuff that we're used to there. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it's just uh, some normality and, you know, we can all there have all go there and have a good time and, uh, you know, start 2021 on a good foot and just get rid of this whole COVID stuff. Looking ahead to 2021, what what is your plans? What can you tell us about, you know, where we're going to see you racing and all that next year? Yeah, uh, our plan as of now is to run the What About All Tour. Um, you know, we're gearing up for right now. We've just been ordering stuff and, you know, getting stuff ready. Um, luckily, you know, from whenever I drove for Bernie in 2019, uh, I had some cars left over that, you know, one of them has two races on it. Another one has another three races on it. And I got one used one that's got about 20. So we're going to start with those three and uh, order one more. And, you know, just hopefully have a good season, you know, uh, to that all stuff. You can't really predict anything. Uh, uh, so we got to just got to plan, hope for the, or hope for the best, plan for the worst. So, uh, yeah, it's I'm excited for it. Uh, I never done the full all tour, which I did it last year, but I didn't get points for it because I didn't sign up as a member. I, I ran a race where, I also have a rule where if you are uh, a premium member, 
you cannot race with another series or a track that they do not go to. So say the outlaws uh, rain out and uh, I want to go run, you know, Knoxville for potential. I can go do that because the outlaws have a Knoxville race on their schedule. But we went to Texas and ran a 360 show and it uh, knocked us out of the requirements for the series. So it sucks. But, uh, you know, at that point, we didn't know what was going to happen and we didn't know if owls were going to have a series. So we just went and raced because we wanted to go racing and uh, ended up hurting us. So this year will be my first year around for points and actually, you know, get paid at the end of the season. So that'll be uh, a good experience and uh, it'll be our rookie season. So we'll be continuing for the rookie year with Brock and Aaron. Yeah, that's going to be a tough rookie class. Uh, obviously, the three-time uh, All-Star champion Aaron Reitzel and Brock Zierfoss, who's a fantastic uh, Pennsylvania racer. Um, is Robert Ballou still sniffing around there, hanging around? Where is he at? <laughs> yeah, he still drives still drives semis for my dad's business. Uh, he just had sur- I had surgery uh, back about a you know three weeks ago, and he had surgery the next day on his elbow somewhere. Uh, I don't know if they took a rod out or put a rod in, but uh, yeah, so I think he's still recovering from that. But, yeah, he, he floats around. You see him every once in a while. Uh, he's a really hard worker. Um, you know, there's some things that, you know, Robert do that frustrate all of us. At the end of the day, he's a good guy. Uh, he's a big teddy bear. Um, yeah, and honestly, he would do anything for anyone. Like, you know, if I called Robert right now, I'm like, hey, man, I really need you to go pick this up for me in Pennsylvania or, or Florida or something, you know, he would he would do it. So, uh, at the end of the day, Robert's a good guy and glad he's, you know, we're, he's on my team and would do anything for me. Is he going to help you out a little bit with the outlaws next year? Or what's his plans? You know, I don't know. I haven't talked to Robert about his plans. Um, I'm sure he's going to race. Uh, he's been doing some wing racing himself. So I'd like to kind of see him continue that. Uh, you know, he's been out there racing in PA. So that's some of the toughest business out there. So I'm sure if he came back East or came back West and, uh, Ransom wings. I think he'd, you know, shine a little bit. So uh, hopefully he sticks with that. And I'm sure he can, you know, maybe win some USAC races too. And, uh, but yeah, I think Robert's uh, a very good asset to the USAC guys because, you know, he brings in fans. He, you know, people love him, people hate him. And no matter what, they're going to come watch him because they want to see what he says. They want to see what he does. Kind of like Team is, you know, everything that Team is says is probably not right, but people love it and they're going to watch it. So USAC, I think, you know, USAC should use that to their advantage and, you know, want to keep Robert and want to make him happy to, you know, maybe stay there because that's a big asset to them, I feel like. I agree. I totally agree. And your surgery went well. It was a foot surgery, right? Broken foot or something? Yeah. Foot and ankle surgery. Um, had a, a broken bone that was kind of rubbing against my tendons whenever I'd walk. So they went down and took it out. And uh, it was pretty easy surgery, about an hour and a half long. Um, I've, I was in a cast for about a week and a half, got that off, was in a boot, and now I'm actually walking on my shoe and feel really good. I feel like I could probably go a run, but I don't get I don't get cleared until uh, the 14th, which is Monday, I think. So, yeah, got a few more days to go, and then I can start uh, doing some physical therapy stuff. And uh, get, I have a little bit of tightness when I walk, uh, can't move as much as my, as my left foot, so uh, and I need kind of need that for my midget to be able to, uh, you know, I don't know if mid people don't know, but midgets have a little more throttle throw than sprint cars and the way you're in there just kind of angle. So, um, just get that stuff figured out before it should be good to go. 
Surgery is not my excuse for not running, Dylan. I don't have an excuse for not running. So No, you're just uh, too fat, I think. <laughs> I think that's your excuse. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. PPM, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was great to talk to you. Um, we'll uh, see you at the Chili Bowl, bud. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was fun talking to you guys. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see you guys at Chili Bowl. And hopefully Dylan can put her in the show again. I know he's on a good midget this year. And I know he put our midget in the, in the show. And I put my own car in the show. So it's pretty cool. And I know... I know Dylan's, you know, a heck of a driver, so hopefully you can see. Yep, fingers crossed. Here. Fingers crossed. We All can right. lock her in. Well, we'll see you in January. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, bud. The law firm, everyone. Parker Price Miller from the PPM headquarters there. Where uh, Dylan, you drove for them for a couple of years, right, at the Chili Bowl, and you had some outdoor races with them as well. Um I think you did, you ran the BC thirty nine with them. Is that right? Yeah, I ran. I ran year, for them. Yeah, I ran for them from two thousand fifteen Chili Bowl through the end of twenty eighteen, um, and then uh, twenty nineteen. Oh no, through twenty nineteen Chili Bowl. So that was my so twenty fifteen Chili Bowl through twenty nineteen Chili Bowl. Um, yeah, and we ran ran some outdoor races. Ran the BC thirty nine. Ran the Leffler. Um, you know, obviously made the show the year I made the show at Chili Bowl. I made it in in, uh, in Parker and Scott's car. So great family, great people. Um, and uh, you know, they're I'm I'm bummed that uh, that they're not coming. Scott always had Scott always has a, a fully stocked bar in the trailer that was always good for a drink or two a night. So we'll have to uh, have to find somebody else to go down and mooch off of this year, Ty. Yes, he does. And uh, Blues usually hanging around there. And like Parker said, he's a fun guy to hang out with. And yeah, that is a little disappointed that Ron's not bringing his cars. I know Brandon, um, what's his last name? Brandon Long? Long. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Brandon Long, he was pretty good um, last year for them. And, um, you know, they've, they've had a couple of people go into their cars. And, of course, Parker's ran for them a lot. Um, they actually bring some good cars to the building and, and, and have some success. So uh, that'll be tough to see. But I'm excited to see what Parker can do in the Rams racing car with um, Taylor and then Young. They're they're, uh, they got some fast cars, and with Justin Grant wrenching on them, like he said, a year full of midget racing for Grant, uh, he, he, he's going to know what to do in that building. Yeah, no, that's a super good opportunity for him. I mean, the hardest the hardest part, you know, for a lot of these guys that don't race midgets, you know, but once a year, you know, is kind of like what he said. You know, the adjustment period, you can't have one. You know, you, you, can't, be, you can't be getting comfortable in the midget, you know, come – your prelim night feature because, you know, by then it's like, you know, you might be buried and, you know, or you might be, you know, you may not get the finish in the prelim feature that you deserve. And it kind of puts you in a hole for Saturday. So it's like, you got to be on the ball from the very start. I mean, as does, you know, everybody who races in that race, but it's, you know, maybe a little bit harder for the guys that don't race midgets, you know, all year to get reacclimated to driving those cars in that building. So, um, you know, it helps obviously when you, you know, you're going to have a, a really good car, uh, you know, setup wise and one that, you know, is going to be fast. And, um, you know, that, that goes a long way. So he'll be tough. You know, he's, uh, he'll be very pickable in the pool this year and um, be, be tough to tough to beat this or, uh, you know, this year. Yeah. I'm thinking like maybe like a group three or four mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and in those groups, uh, he definitely would be pickable, especially with the car he's in. And um, he of course was the 2015 rookie of the year at the chili bowl and has made, a lot of prelim nights, but has yet to make a, a main start uh, at the Chili Bowl, and he's hoping to do that this year for the first time. So 
the Tulsa Shootout and the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals coming up here in the end of December for the Tulsa Shootout and the beginning of January. That's all on Flow Racing. You also have the Wild West Shootout, which is the same weekend as the Chili Bowl. Donnie Schatz will be there in his late model, and then the you know the following week will be at the Wild Wing Shootout with his sprint car. Uh, you'll see Tony Stewart there. So lots of good racing coming up, Dylan, uh, on Flow Racing. It's a big time. It's a way busier than I thought it was going to be with the acquisition of the Tulsa shootout and the Chili Bowl. I just moved up here to Michigan, and we've been trying to go through that, get all this stuff done. It's just it's been a wild time, but uh, an exciting time for flow racing. Yeah, no, that's that's the great thing. And I'm, you know, as a race fan, I'm super excited to, uh, you know, have the opportunity to just kind of flip on the shootout and just have it on in the background, you know, throughout the day, you know, at the end of this month. And, um, you know, there's always some, you know, some great racing out there and uh it goes all day you know from from wednesday or whatever day they start that week you know through the features on saturday i mean they literally race all day long you know for four four or five days in a row so um you know great opportunity if you're sitting around with family and need a need a diversion to to go pop on the couch and open a drink and uh and watch some racing from out there and and you know obviously the wing sprint car races you know too are, are going to be phenomenal and um, it's all just a big build up to, to the chili bowl, which, um, you know, is, is obviously going to be a great opportunity. And I know we've talked about it several times, but, uh, you know, as much of a bummer as it is that we're not going to be able to have full capacity, it's, it's great that, you know, people that can't go are going to have an avenue to, to watch, you know, the great coverage all week long. So, um, good things going on right now. Heavy lunch will be a part-time living situation in Tulsa this year. He will be at both the shootout and the chili bowl uh tulsa has no idea what's going to hit them yeah bring uh, your uh bring your earplugs to the shootout because your ears will be ringing at the end of the week it's well it's you know cars running 12 hours a day at seventeen thousand rpm you know it's just it's a high-pitched whine literally for four days in a row so your ears will be ringing believe me <laughs> All right. Uh, good to know. Good to know. Uh, this has been episode 14 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. Thanks to Parker Price Miller for coming on the show today. The law firm uh, getting ready to head to the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals with Rams Racing and uh, Taylor and Young over there and Justin Grant, the crew chief. So it'll be fun to see what they can do at the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. Dylan, you will be at Chili Bowl. That's the next time you will race with Chad Boat. Um, they had a, you know, I guess Walkopedia broke some news that, um, you know, the same lineup is coming back with Reitzel and Geo. I don't think Laser is coming back, but they will have a to-be-announced driver here soon. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is, uh, you know, to be totally oh. honest with you. Um, because last I talked to Chad, it was just going to be the five of us. So I don't know if that's, um, you know, if there's something in the works there or what. But, um, yeah, you know, regardless, you know, it's uh, it's a really strong lineup. You know, same group we had last year and, and um we had i think four or five top four finishes on our on our prelims and then um i think four because i think geo and andrew maybe were near the back of the top 10 but um you know everybody obviously was really really strong all week and um you know going to be the same story this year hopefully you know get uh, get things started off on the on the right foot in, in monday practice and and see what we can do all right, until next week on episode 15, we'll talk to you later. This has been episode 14 of the Loud Pedal Podcast.